Welcome back, sweeties. This is your host, London Ale, and this is the Eye Candy Podcast. Let's get into the episode. Hi, sweeties. Welcome back to another episode of the Eye Candy Podcast. It is your one and only London LA, your life guru, your Gen Z bitch. It's her. It's me. I'm him. Yes, I am. It wasn't that funny. Don't laugh. It was not that funny. Um, Let's catch up, shall we? So um, let me see. I went to Italy two weeks ago. Was it like two weeks I went to Italy? Wow, you would really let me sit on this podcast and lie. Guys, I went to Italy in my fucking dreams, okay? I've been in Houston, Texas, working, okay? Working my ass off. And speaking of work, let me let me tell y'all something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. <laughs> no, deadass, let me tell you guys something. So, I got a new phone, right? I was going to lead into that. But I got an iPhone 13 Pro um it's my baby it's super sexy fat ass cameras it looks like big ass eyes looking at me 24 7 um but it's a cinematic masterpiece and all my pictures look like I took them on a real fucking camera so we're here for it but besides the point so I got a new phone and in order to for me to get into certain systems at my job I do work from home I have to have like two-factor authentication like in type in codes so I can type it into certain systems so they can verify it's me. The only, and you get, everyone gets different codes. So my phone generates certain codes that nobody else will get. Different sequences for everyone that has this app. I'm sure they repeat numbers, but not like at the same time. So obviously I send an email to my help desk at work. Haven't received a response. So for two days I'm doing like these, like obviously we call it project work, which is work outside of your daily tasks. And I've been doing project work for like two days. I don't like it. Like, I'd rather do my routine at work where I get my tasks done. I already have project work on top of that. I'm not being able to get things done, like follow-ups and all this stuff, because I'm locked out of my things at work. So for the past two days, I've literally been doing nothing. Nada. And when I say nothing, like, I obviously am still on the clock. I'm still working, but I'm not doing what I should be doing to work. And granted, obviously, my boss knows because I'm a good person, uh, but she's out of office and I just feel so bad hounding her with all this. But I told her and she's like, okay, well, I don't see anything wrong with what you're doing. And I told her I sent in a help desk ticket, but she can't do anything while she's not in office. Luckily she comes back tomorrow. So by the time it's next Wednesday, a week from now, I'm sure I'll be back into my workforce, but it's frustrating and I'm tired of sitting at my desk and watching training videos and project work videos and stuff for literally eight hours. It's, quite excruciating honestly I can't do it anymore at all so work has been that for the past two days um and then I might be switching schedules we all have like a set schedule but because like we have hours where we have to like reach certain people like mine old hours were like Sunday to Thursday so I'm gonna switch to Monday to Friday because everyone's on Monday to Friday I'm the only one who's on Sunday to Thursday which is weird because when I first started I thought I was gonna hate the schedule And I actually love it because I have Friday and Saturday off and everyone is working like a slave on Friday and I'm literally in my bed laying down. So yeah, I'm going to be like a regular person now and have Saturday to Sunday off, which works for me and my friends because we do like to go out 
on Fridays and Saturdays, but we don't go out on Saturdays because I can't go out. And because I'm the leader of the pack, like, obviously you guys have to stay home. Um, (laughs) you know, you know, so anyway, so there's that. I already guys told you guys about my new iPhone 13 pro. Uh, and the guy really tried to talk me into getting the 14 in September, but although I'm a tech savvy materialistic girly, I don't need a 14. Um, so far what I've seen, it works just like a 12 pro, just probably faster and nicer, sleeker. I have it in graphite. I like the color better. I had Pacific blue last time. Wasn't my choice. Long story, but, um, I love it so far and I feel like a new bitch with it. Like, damn, I need to get my hair, my hair done, my toes done and get a facial, get a Brazilian wax just because I got a new phone. I don't know. It's something about getting new shit, like where I literally have to like change my whole life. So like about to break my lease at this point. So, you know what I'm saying? A bitch wants new things. Like I feel like a rich bitch with the 13 pro. And yes, I got it by myself, obviously. And I paid it off. And the long story short, the reason I got a new phone, my last phone was broke. The camera was broke. It was like a a motherboard. It's a motherboard or memory? I think a motherboard is for computers. Um, oh, it's a motherboard. I always call it memory board. I was going to lie to you guys. Um, My motherboard, like something with the connection and stuff, messed up my camera. And I think kind of like made half my screen paralyzed a little bit and kind of jippy. So I just couldn't deal with it. I don't have the patience at all. That is not one of my strong suits. So... Yeah, I parted ways with the 12 Pro, bye-bye Pacific, and hello Graphite. So there's that. Um, what I'm looking forward to, and obviously I don't have a story for you guys because usually I would have some crazy-ass story about what we did the night before and what I did on the weekend, what club I went to, what happened. There's always a story to tell. It's always a different movie over here, a new episode. It's crazy. Every day is a climax, okay? Every single day. But since I've been in the house and getting my life together – and minimize the drinking and when I say minimize like if you guys saw how I was drinking in May mind you it was my birthday month so I kind of had to go all out but I was hungover every single day and yes I got my ass up for work every single day like every day was non-stop drinks sleep go out drink again like we were really drunk 24 7 in May but it was kind of lit because I've never been that drunk all the time I don't regret a thing obviously like I'm here today I'm alive and well don't plan on drinking like that ever again in my life I felt so unproductive and so unmotivated and part of the reason why I had to take a break on this podcast because I was really like letting myself go physically mentally spiritually like everywhere drinking is cute and it's fun until a certain point you've got to be like okay girl relax like drink some water um so yeah now I've just been chilling, but mostly because of monkeypox, because I'm a scary asshole. And I don't know, like, my fear has kind of dissipated. Like, I would consider going out this weekend, although I'm not, because there's a reason, which I'll get to. Um, Although I'm not, like, not as scared to go out, I don't know if the coverage on monkeypox is a bad or a good thing. Like, I don't know if it's good that they're not covering it because it's like oh it's not spreading that rapidly which when they it first came out it was like it's spreading so fast oh my gosh and we had about 100 plus cases in houston which honestly we have a population of 6 million that's not a lot it's like 0.02 of our population someone do the math that's just my guess but um yeah or i don't know if it's bad that they're not covering it because the government loves to have secrets and um yeah so i'm just kind of staying cautious I figured out that dogs can get it through transmission of humans. Insane. 
I don't know if dogs can give it to other people. I really hope not because um, we're all fucked. But other than that, I'm doing great. I'm doing amazing. And I don't have monkeypox, so I'm doing even better. And I feel for everybody that has it because it is one ugly-ass disease. Very much so. So praying for all the people that they recover safely. It looks like everyone has recovered well. But it's not pretty, and it's I hear it's painful. So that's why I haven't been out. But I do plan to go out literally the first the second day of September and the reason why is because my friend turns 21 finally and she's going all out so we plan to literally like come out of our hermit crab shells and be outside and steal the show of Houston like we plan to just stampede on you hoes and literally act like we run this town so it's gonna be one of those weekends and I can't wait we've got our outfits together we've got makeup looks together like we're going all out and we mean it so hopefully I have a fun story for you guys in about two-ish weeks and um yeah so far I've been getting my body right um I've lost a pound or two so I'm a little proud of myself it's been two full weeks where I've worked out five days and I'm going on my third week and it was really important for me to like finally start caring about my body because for the longest time like man like so I got in a relationship right and he was so kind to take me out all the time and I mean when I mean take me out I'm not talking about like fancy restaurants where you're getting like United Kingdom versions of food like we're getting American portions of food which is food for three and that was like every day so I gained like 20 good pounds with my boyfriend and they say it's happy weight but (laughs) No, you know what? That's a controversial thing to say because is it really happy weight? It's happy weight if you're, if you are okay with like how you look and how you feel and it doesn't affect your mental health. But damn, like I felt so chunky. Like nobody heard the the end of it. Like I've always grown up being slim and slender. Granted, I've never been like a super skinny girl. I've always had meat on me, but I've reached my breaking point with myself. And I would work out and then I would take a break. January, like everyone else, I had that goal. Oh my gosh, I'm going to work out every day and I'm going to eat so healthy. No, it's been six plus months and I finally got my life together. And I've been working out five days a week. I've been eating healthy, staying within my calorie range because I do have a goal weight. And while we're just talking about physical, mental health and all that good stuff, I want to save the rest for the wellness check. But yeah, I've been getting my body together. I'm getting ready for the winter because I want a belly button piercing and I refuse to get one until my stomach is where it needs to be. And I feel like it's stupid to get in the summer because that means I can't get in the pool. I can't get in water. The humidity will tear my belly button up, infections, all that stuff. I've had one before for about a week. I got in a pool. It got infected. I took it out. So I'm trying to do it the right way and wait till it gets a little chillier so I don't have any temptations. And it'll already be like covered up anyway with my pants or whatever. Or not pants, but like leggings and something warm. So like I'm going to take care of it, you know, like baby. I'm going to take care of it. So yeah, that's my goal to be in a belly button, have a belly button ring by January 2023. And I'm going to get it because I get anything I want. Okay. But anywho, that's enough about me. I hope you guys are having a good week, a wonderful Wednesday. Let's move on to my recs. So I've been watching TV shows this week and or last week as well. I finished Married at First Sight season 10. It was made in 2022. Honestly, watch it if you're into that type of stuff, like marriage shit, like marriage, dating TV shows. But it stressed me out. Like I was so involved in every single relationship. They had five couples. 
I was so immersed in every single one of them until a point because it started to get repetitive and I could tell the producers were just starting to make problems out of nothing just for the sake of the show. We knew that the three people weren't going to make it. There was like two where I was like, okay, they have a chance, whatever. It came out. I ended up like skimming through the couple that was my favorite, which was Zach and Mandy. Y'all have to watch it to understand. You literally do. It will blow your mind how people actually are in real life. Um, because it's like, why the fuck would you do a show where you don't see someone? You don't know if you're going to be attracted to them. You don't even know. Okay, so scientifically speaking, statistically speaking, you guys are a perfect match. To be real, like, I don't think anybody ever marries their perfect match. And that's kind of boring. Like, nobody should ever be, like, a perfect match. We like to say it, and that's cute and all. But, like, let's be a little different, shall we? You know? So, it was interesting. I ended up skimming through because I couldn't do it anymore. And then I ended up looking about uh, looking at who ended up together and who didn't. And long and behold, the couples I thought wouldn't, didn't. And the couple I was rooting for in the very beginning did. It was Zach and Mandy and Jessica and, oh, what was his name? Zach? Nope. Zach and Mandy. Jessica and the white girl. She's like awkward. She was super cute with the awkward boy, the blondie. Brian? I don't know. Something like that. It was a really basic name. But, um, huh? Don't do that. Do not do that. He keeps calling him Napoleon. Like, granted, there are similarities, but, like, why the disrespect? Don't do it. Um, I don't know his name, but if you guys watch season 10, first episode, whatever, you'll know exactly who he's calling Napoleon. Besides the point, um, I finished that, and usually I'm, like, obsessed with things after I finish it for a couple of days afterwards. It wasn't really the case here. Like, once I was done, my brain was so happy. It was like, thank you, God. You finally are off the show. Like, you know. So there's that. Um, We just finished this TV show called Safe. It's on Netflix. It was made in 2018. It's a British TV show. One season. It's a one-seasoner, so there's no season two. Eight episodes, 40-minute episodes, a perfect for my attention span, it was really good and I put my friend on it too and she really liked it and she doesn't even watch TV so just to give you a brief summary just in case you want to check it out it's about this dad whose daughter goes missing and then her boyfriend ends up getting killed and they're in a gated community and everything kind of happens within that small gated community so they're trying to figure out what exactly happened and why it happened and where is where's the girl how the boy died it's crazy and it honestly like was put together very well do I think the plot was I don't think the plot was stupid I just think certain key components like the way things happen were dumb like it's like why didn't you do this you could have did that you could have did this mind you it wasn't like no split second like oh you know in the middle of things like oh you should have did this or that like no you literally had 20 years you know like and you are just now like regretting it and stuff like that's the type of shit I'm talking about so it was a good show. It literally left you guessing until the last 10 minutes. It was literally the last 10 minutes of the episode. So the last 10 minutes of the episode is when you finally find out like who killed the boy. And then you find out the episode before where his daughter is. So watch it if you haven't already. It's a really good show. It's a good watch if you like mysteries. Not scary at all. There's no jump scares. It's just nonstop trying to find her kind of on some taking shit but not really it's not it's not that deep like he's not traveling to different countries it's within that neighborhood so safe on netflix british tv show made in 2018 eight episodes 40 minutes long go watch it and tell me what you think and my last wreck and of course i saved the best for last because duh 
if and this is this is a disclaimer for all my Wattpad readers. Once I get you guys under my wing and I have a community of Wattpad readers, like my dreams have come true. They literally have come true. Like I've always wanted to be a part of a regular book club and my job has one and we're finally like picked a book and it's like a mystery, but I feel like I'm betraying Wattpad. And I don't know what it is. I just can't I can't stay away from it. And I don't even I can't even read a regular paperback book. Like I don't know what it is. I have to read on my phone. They're like books that you can read on your phone. It's an app. But anyway, so my rec is this book called Runaway. I probably mentioned it last week on episode 11. It's by this person named Bazooka. If anybody knows how Wattpad works, you have to search up the author's name. B-A-Z-O-O-K-A-H. Bazooka. And the book is called Runaway. It is so good. It's not completed yet, but it's good. And there's like 50 chapters. It's a 20-hour read. They estimate like how long it would take you to read. Obviously, nobody has 20 hours to read, but I haven't finished it yet on purpose because the book is not completed. My friend finished the book and she's like really sad because the author keeps updating super slow and I don't have the capacity to deal with that. Granted, I'm smart, so I already have books lined up like just in case I do decide to finish it. But I was so like enticed and like so drawn into the book. I didn't want to put it down. And then when my friend finished it and I realized I was like eight chapters away from the end, I was like, I can't, I I just can't do it. And she already updated a chapter. So it's working. My plan is working because I want to make sure I have like at least four more chapters before I finish the point where the author stopped when I first started. So read Runaway by Bazooka on Wattpad. Um, It's like an American version of 365 Days, but in my opinion, better, but also that's something a bookworm would say like, oh, the books are so much better. They are. Because I honestly feel like if I read 365 Days, I probably would like the book more than I would like the movie. The movie, I think I talked about it last week and I'm not going into it. I'm just not doing it. The second movie was not good. The first movie I've watched like three, four times. Like, obviously, you know, like, duh. But yeah, if you want a similar thing to like 365 Days, I wouldn't compare it to Fifty Shades of Grey. Not at all. It's not like a, um, a kink book. But there's definitely some smut and some sexual scenes. So if you like that, if you like it, then go watch it. (laughs) I was about to say, you dirty little (laughs) hamsters. No, but if you like it, deadass, go watch it and let me know how it is. But that is all for the recs I have this week. And we're just going to move so super smoothly into the wellness check. So how have I been? pretty damn good I'm not gonna lie to you like I said I've been working out this is my I'm going on my third week I did work out today um I burned the amount of calories I needed to burn I had a great meal I've been feeling great we love it for the girls obviously so you know I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing pretty good like I feel like my mental health has been good like you as a witness like I was like going through like ups and downs a lot like when I was just eating 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 and not doing anything for myself like it was the worst. And when they say that working out gives you like very like endorphins, I think it is, or dopamine, sorry. When it gives you dopamine, like it's so true. Like literally taking care of your body can make you so much happier. And whatever form that is, it doesn't have to be working out for everybody. Like whether it's reading a book or doing something that pertains to wellness, getting a spa treatment done or a mas- like whatever. Whatever you want to do. If art is a, a form of therapy, like Whatever you do, as long as, like, you're trying to, like, be better for yourself and find an escape from this crazy, painful world, um, I think it's 
all good and all well. Obviously, if you're not hurting anybody. But I saw something that Dove Cameron had said today um, on TikTok. And she said sometime, and we all know Dove Cameron. If you guys have ever, like, if you know who Dove Cameron is, she was on Disney Channel, Live and Maddie. She did the movie Descendants, whatever, whatever, on Disney Channel. And now she's, like, a singer. And we all know that she, like, went through, like, two to three boyfriends, right? Not that it's a big deal. Like, girl, you're young. Live your life. Do you. Deadass. Um, but, yeah, so she was, like, on a podcast, and she was, like, yeah, like, sometimes I'll look at people, and I'm, like, oh, my gosh, I have a crush on you. And she's, like, it's just random people, like, she'll see in the world. Or she'll meet a girl, and she's, like, oh, my gosh, I like this person a lot. Like, just become, like, you know, like, this carefree, like, who cares? And then she's, like, my friends are always, like, Granted, this isn't verbatim. Like, I'm paraphrasing the whole thing because I watched it eight hours ago. And her friends would be like, oh, my gosh, you fall in love with, like, everybody. She's like, you know what? I do. And she's like, but who cares? You know what I mean? Like, there's so much pain in this world. Find anything that kind of, like, moves your mind to somewhere else. Like, basically, like, romanticize everything in your life. You know, like, I'm at a bookstore and I see the barista or not barista. Well, like, if you know, Barnes and Noble, they have Starbucks and Barnes and Noble. And if you see like a barista or a guy reading a book, like who cares? Go shoot your shot. Or if you see a girl that you think is pretty, like dead ass slide through and like, Hey girl, like we should hang out. You're pretty as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like who cares? Like romanticize every part of your life or you doing things alone. I think it's like the perfect thing or perfect way to romanticize things. Especially if like you're somebody who feel like, who feels like, Oh, I'm always alone all the time. And I feel like I should go out more. Like if you want to, but if you don't like, be a homebody girly. You know what I mean? Romanticize you reading your book in your bed. Romanticize you watching Sex in the City at 10 p.m. and eating ice cream. Like, you know, like little things like that. I think what she was trying to say is, is there's what she did say. She said there's so much pain in this world. It's almost like she didn't say this, but this is how I took it. Like there's beauty in all the pain, you know, like just take everything and be like, you know what? How is this beautiful? Like, not everything is going to be sunshine, gumdrops, and lollipops. I know that. But you guys get the point. Romanticizing your life, which I think is one thing that kind of helps you push through life. It's like, damn, I was here. Like, I've, a lot of people don't make it. And I was literally here for a reason. And that in itself is, like, such a thing to, like, be grateful about and happy about. So that was something I definitely took away. And it helped me today. But another thing, this is probably, like, one of the longest bonus checks I'll ever do. But another thing I wanted to get into, so I was actually feeling super down about making an episode. I was trying to make it earlier because I had time earlier to make it. And I was getting into the episode and I wasn't feeling it. Like I was super down and being super hard on myself. I started to compare myself in my head and I was just like, bro, like I'm not cut out for this shit. And I love it, you know, so I and I never want to psych myself out of something that like I feel like I should be doing, especially if it's a passion and I love to do it. And I kept psyching myself out. And I feel like also this is a good segue for like something that happened earlier today. Um, I was like being super doubtful. And then I even went resorted to like being doubtful about my workout journey. Because long story short, like I thought I was supposed to like I, I have lost weight. Excuse me. But it wasn't the amount that I thought I was supposed to lose within this two weeks. And granted, it's still it's still like such a big accomplishment because I feel like small accomplishments are really big because it's better than what you were doing before. And as long as you're like making small strides to better yourself, it's obviously an accomplishment. Like, were you doing this 10 days ago? No, you weren't even doing it eight hours ago. 
and that's how you have to think about things like stop being so hard on yourself and I had to tell myself that but also I was scrolling through TikTok because I was like basking in my own sorrow and I was like okay like I'm just whatever I'm a chill and I'm not gonna do it sometimes you have to walk away from things and you have to put things down and I came across the law of assumption now granted I've read about this everywhere and I've heard about it it pops up on my YouTube for recommendations all the time it pops up on my TikTok I've seen this like everywhere but I've never looked into it I've never cared to look into it and I finally did today and I took notes and I usually don't take notes on TikToks or videos or read articles about things like this which I'm starting to because I feel like I'm starting to like awaken like and I'm starting to get really into wellness not that I've never been but like more than ever because I think it's so important like when you're 15 some 15 year olds me when I was 15 I didn't have the issues I have now at 21 and granted I made bad grades and I would get in trouble and I'd get grounded but like you know your parents are right if you're listening to this and you're not out on your own yet your parents are right when life hits you you'd wish you all you could do is get grounded you know not like be evicted or have bad a bad credit score or whatever the case is for you but like take everything like every moment of your life like literally take that and be grateful for where you're at besides the point um the law of assumption so i'm gonna get into it and basically it's a manifesting desires by having a state of mind and feeling that it will come to fruition and it will happen and it says an essential part of the law is faith that you can actually see an assumption and actually manifest it and it'll happen so a lot of people say law of attraction i didn't look into that so i'm not going to go into it but they kind of go hand in hand law of attraction like attracting things and law of assumption assuming that things will happen that you've manifested so i took a couple notes about how you can kind of um like practice the law of assumption and the first thing that i took away in the article that i read and i'll try to find it and link it if anyone's interested in reading it but the first thing was clear and clean state of mind so don't allow thoughts to worry you or distract you from the end goal so for example like the end goal of my podcast is obviously if i'm dreaming big to have millions of downloads and millions of listens and i've just started like six months ago obviously i'm not at a million duh um i wouldn't be doing my day job although i do love my day job no shade but yeah, so the end goal is to obviously like be a super big deal. And in order to get there, you're going to have like earlier today, like I had those negative thoughts. I felt like I couldn't do it anymore. You have to clear all those thoughts as if like, you know, for a fact, like if as if in a you were told to look through like like a glass that told you where your career would take you and you saw exactly what you want to do. So assuming that, oh, my gosh, I was right. All of this is going to happen. Like, you have to go about everything that you do and act like, like, fake it till you make it, literally. And act like, you know what? Like, I'm already talking to a million people. Like, that's how you think of it. And I'm going to go into that. I kind of jumped the gun. But having a clear and clean state of mind is step number one. Removing all those negative thoughts and worries and distractions from the end goal. You know, always focus on that big goal, the bigger picture. Number two is a given. It's positivity. Clear your mind of like certain things from your environment or anything that exudes negative energy. And another thing that can help this is listening to relaxing music. Like obviously when you're not feeling too well, like something relaxing, something positive, something with good vibrations, obviously music can have bad vibrations. We've all heard about that. Like certain music having that, like making you feel like all these bad feelings and things like that. So listening to things that will like literally like 
bring light to you, which is what I do. When I was in like a bad, a blab, a blad, oh my gosh. When I was in a bad place mentally, I would put on like relaxing music to work and it would help. Obviously that's not like the end all solve all. It was the positive mindset that I had to clearly switch. So removing negative energy from your environment, like a lot of us don't even have the like capacity to do that. Cause like, let's say you live at home and like your parents are negative or your siblings are negative or your dog can be negative for all I care. You can't like remove those things, especially if you're living under that person's roof. But what you can do is like remove anything negative that you can control. It's all about what you can control. So controlling like the energy that you have around you obviously is a great way to promote positivity. And there's so many ways you can obviously like switch your mindset to being positive. It obviously sounds it's a lot easier to say than do, but it's definitely a mindset like your mind is so strong like you can do anything we only use 10 percent. like imagine what you do if you actually unlock the rest and I don't honestly believe that you have to like um open I don't want to say that because people might actually contradict it not saying that opening your third eye or whatever people do I'm not really interested in doing it but not saying that that's not helpful but I feel like that's not you don't need that in order to be like spiritually awakened or anything like I said I'm not super like educated on it but you can change like things that you do in your everyday life in order to be positive so that was the second point the third point is assuming and feeling so get into the state where you feel the emotions and the fulfillment of what you already want so like I said earlier if I want millions of podcast listeners let's say I'm talking to a million of you right now like I'm talking as if I'm talking to a million people I'm already putting myself in that space like in that headspace like when you're a beginner at something, you don't think like, I'm a pro, da 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 It's not even a prideful thing. It's about like, I can get there. Like you're aware of where you're at right now, but you're also aware and you know who you are enough to know where you can go. And I feel like that's exactly how you have to think. Assume that you're going to get there and feel that fulfillment as if you're already there. Or let's use another example because I keep using podcasting. If you want to be a famous fashion designer, right? And you're just starting off and you're like 17 and you're like, all these people started when they were so young and so talented or whatever. And, you know, you you obviously have the talent. You've got the grit. You've got what it takes in order to be there and to do what you need to do. But all you have to do is assume that, okay, I'm already that bitch. Like I'm already making silhouettes that these hoes are making, period. And then feel yourself in that position where you're styling the people that you want to style and working in Dior and Dolce Cabana and taking over your own empire. Like things like that, you have to already sit in that chair. You know what I mean? So that is the third one. And then the last one, which is very clear, is believe. You have to believe in yourself in order to achieve any of these goals. That's literally the number one thing. It should have been number one. Believe in yourself. You got to believe that the assumptions will be fulfilled. And not a fake belief. I know I said fake it till you make it. Because you are. Because sometimes, like I said earlier, I was in a negative state. But I was like, you know what? No, switch it to positive. And I faked it until I made it. And then I, I made it. And now I actually believe it. So, you know, when you fake it till you make it, eventually you believe what you say and I'm like you know what forget it so I finally believed in myself and I let all that go and I'm like you know what everything that I want will be fulfilled and everything will happen in accordance to what I can handle at the time and also like where God wants me to go and the timing he wants everything is not on my time which is what I personally believe but don't make yourself feel like your desires are too big either which is another thing like nothing you want is too big at all which leads me into 
the law of assumption secrets. And these are just kind of like, I didn't take all the notes, which I said, which is why I'll link the article, but the secrets to law of assumption. So number one, energy, energy scientifically cannot be created or destroyed. So when you assume you manifest what already exists because energy already exists, it's existed before you're even here. It's an aura, right? So like already have like, Focus your energy on what you want. If your energy is only focused on the negative, like, oh my gosh, it's not good. Oh my gosh, I'm not getting this. Oh my gosh, I'm not getting paid what I want to get paid. Oh my gosh, everything's not working out. Your energy is quite frankly shifted in the wrong direction. Granted, you probably don't have any of the things that you said you don't have. But one thing you do have is the power to switch your mindset and be like, instead of saying, oh, I don't have this money. It's like, you know what? I'm going to work my ass off to get this job. Or, oh my gosh, I... I didn't get promoted. You know what? I'm going to keep working my ass off to get that promotion. Or you might even be blessed with a bigger opportunity. Like you don't know. So shifting your energy is so important. And that's something I'm learning is that energy is probably the biggest thing. Like it's already here. You have to just grasp it and be a part of it and make it a part of you. And then another thing is vibration, which goes hand in hand with energy. All energy causes vibration. And when two objects vibrate at the same frequency, the energy level is matched. So if me and my podcast are vibrating at the same frequency, for example, if I make an outline, right? Killer outline, like the pros made it. It's almost like a pro wrote my outline, whatever, whatever. I have great content. And then I sit on this podcast and I deliver, I don't deliver it how it was written down. So the energy of the outline that I created was really great. The energy of how I, my enthusiasm that I brought to my podcast, the lack thereof, wasn't. So me and my podcast and the content aren't operating at the same frequency. If my outline is good and I'm talking on here like I know what I'm talking about, that's frequency. That's frequency matched because both of them are moving at the same speed. Like we're on the same page and you're like, well, it's a sheet of paper or it's a document and it's literally a microphone. Like I said, energy and vibration. What you put out is what you will get. And that's like clear and simple, literally. So the point is, is know exactly what you want. Tune into the same vibration and frequency through positivity. That's all you have to do, guys. And that's something I wanted to share with you. I'm not like a expert at this, but it's all I learned. And I wrote down notes because I wanted to let you guys know. I don't know who needs to hear this, but I hope this was helpful to someone. And yeah, look into it, guys. And I hope you guys love that because I did. It helped me. I hope it helps you in a bad time. And with that being said, let's move on to Pop Topics. All right, you guys, it's time for pop topics and eye candy moments that we have to cover in TV, movies, or pop culture news. I have one story for you guys today. So I was at my friend's house and we were scrolling through like interviews or whatever, and we came across the Krishan Rock interview with The Shade Room. And granted, I've seen clips on TikTok. We've all seen clips, but I've never actually like watched the interview, but we did today. And honestly, what I've learned is that Krishan Rock is actually like a really really down-to-earth person and she includes God and like a lot of the things where she's come from and how she's gotten there she expressed her background of like abuse and how she grew up and being on her own and when you really put excuse me when you really put things into perspective like you start to understand a person you know what I mean and we all look at her and bash her and like oh my gosh she's so dumb or some people think like she's such an icon but either way like a lot of people are the way they are based off of like their past and their trauma and then you start to wonder like why she's with Blueface. and honestly the interviewer she asked really good questions like perfectly too she made Krishan 
I hope I'm saying her name right. She made her think. Like, she made her sit there and be like, hmm. Like, a lot of the answers she didn't like. She didn't even like her own answers because she's like, damn. Like, she's making a point. You know, you could tell on her face or, like, the way she would respond or, like, trying to make a joke out of things. But my thoughts on Krishan is that she's actually a really good person. And I hope that she realizes her worth. I'm not going to say, like, oh, my gosh. Like, leave Blueface. Because, like, who who knows who's the problem behind closed doors? It could be Krishan. It could be Blueface. We actually don't know. Of course, I'm going to blame Blueface. Like, duh. You know what I mean? But, like, at the end of the day, she seems very aware. Like, it doesn't seem like she's being taken advantage of like it seems like she knows exactly what she's doing exactly the positions that she's being put in and she's choosing to move that way but you know I think she's sweet and I thought she was gonna be like really crazy all the time because all I see is the videos of like blue face this blue face that it's about blue face it's about him like you know where she's came from but she's actually a sweetheart and I'm like okay like I would actually be friends with her if I was in high school high school you know, now I'm gonna need you to get yourself together a little bit, babes. But you know, I see potential. She's a good person. Um, my thoughts on Blueface is honestly, <laughs> I don't have any. So, not at all. I just think that he needs a lot of work, and I don't know what happened in his past, but there's a lot of therapeutic work that needs to be done because the way he be talking to this girl is ridiculous to me. And then it's almost like he's contradicting himself, like the whole interview where he's like, we're going to work on our relationship and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. Where where do we see the work? Because I'm not seeing I'm not seeing anything. So that's concerning. And I just feel like it's just it's so toxic. It's ridiculously toxic. And I, I want Krishan to get out of it because she seemed like such like a light and she still is. You know, she says she's happy, but, you know, <laughs> fake it till you make it. You know what I'm saying? So. At this point, she's believing that she's happy. I don't know. She might actually be. Who the fuck knows? But, like, where she came from based off of what she said to where she is now, I think she's just kind of basking in, like, the the fame and, like, the attention. And not to say, like, oh, my gosh, fame changed her, whatever, whatever. Like, she seemed to be the exact same person she is today that she was back then. But just very, um, what's the word? She's just very, like, distracted by love and blind blinded let me say that she's very blinded by love and you know I've seen that multiple occasions in the media we won't bring up the other name but um yeah honestly I think Blueface needs a lot of work and I feel like a lot of people have enabled him to act the way he does and I just hope he goes to therapy and he finally realizes I hope he has like a what's his name the one who used to go boot gang what's his name Boonk yeah I hope he has like a bunk moment where he like literally went off the face of the earth, came back, came to God or whatever you want to do. And then realize like who he was and all he was doing was like not good. And then he's with Victoria Rose, which which is um Vicky. What's her name? Uh, Whoa, Vicky. Sorry, I was gonna call her little Vicky, which is Whoa, Vicky. And I just feel like that's like a success story that. I really appreciate it. And I hope that everybody's able to like have a chance to come to that. Everyone has a chance to, I just hope everybody at, at some point wants to and realizes what they're doing is like not going to work forever. And I know LA can be like one toxic place. That's like the place I don't desire to live in unless I have to, unless God literally like you need to be here. I trust that I'm here for a reason. I'm not going to get caught up in the crossfire of LA, but I'm not going out there for any other reason. Like, I don't even have the desire to visit. I just don't care. I don't. I feel like it changes so many people. And it's unfortunate. And it's sad. Like, a lot of people are, like, power hungry and fame hungry. And it gets to people's head. It fucks with you. But, yeah, I thought the interview was really well. And I was surprised that the Shade Room actually, like, 
I've seen a lot of interviews, super awkward. A lot of interviewers like get straight or journalists, they get straight to the point with a lack of empathy. And I feel like the interviewer was really understanding and listening to Kashawn and she was like, she was flowing with her. She could tell like some conversations were uncomfortable and of course do your job, like ask those, ask what you need to ask. And Krishan was an open book, but she also knew when to stray away from it. Like if she knew maybe like she was going to get like pissed off or she was going to get angry. And when she was emotional, like she seemed really empathetic towards her. So I actually really liked it. I was surprised. I don't like watching interviews because I think they're awkward as fuck. And a lot of people, like a lot of celebrities avoid questions but um maybe it was just the best person to interview because she's such an open book already but I thought it was really well well done and um the interview was so pretty I was like oh purr you know so good job shade room like you guys are really messy on Instagram but good ass Inst- like I was gonna say good ass Instagram good ass interview good ass Instagram as well the tea is real but a really good interview my thoughts on the relationship <laughs> it has to end it has to to end I don't think that any of them can work on each other like themselves with each other at all like there's no way that can be done like whatever his name is Jonathan Porter she said it a million times so now I know his government crazy she has it tattered on her five times crazy but um yeah he needs to get his life together and I hope he does it ASAP because Krishan babes you don't deserve it go find you a man because you're pretty as fuck you can find it girl you can find it and you got it let's start number one let's remove the face tattoo because he was looking dead in my eyes like Benjamin Franklin the whole interview and I did not appreciate it it was scary but anyway the relationship has to end that's the only topic I have for you for pop topics and we're gonna go straight down the reddit hole all right you guys it's time to go down the reddit hole this week the title of this post is how do you go about leaving your home so this person said i will soon be 18 and have plans of leaving home as i do not feel like i spend any more time here i do not feel like i can spend any more time here i am wondering if someone can offer some advice i do not plan to move in with my boyfriend who just recently turned 19 we've been planning this for a year almost i do plan okay this person said they do plan on moving in with their boyfriend who they recently that who recently turned 19 Damn, I can't get this shit right for nothing. I done fucked up like three times. Okay, uh, who recently turned out, okay, period. Let me go back a little bit, okay? The girl's 18. She's planning on leaving the house because she can't spend any time anymore at home. She's wondering if anyone can give advice about moving out because she plans to move in with her boyfriend who just turned 19. They've been planning this for almost a year. And if anyone has had any experience, tips or advice, please help. So this is like the perfect question for me because I was one of those girls who moved, like I moved out straight when I was 18. Like, bye, see you later. Um, see you when I see you, babes. That's how I felt. So I, I moved, it was bye-bye. I'll see you when I see you. And when I moved out, I moved in with my boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend, and we moved into his family's house because it was during COVID. And then we ended up getting our own apartment. And it was just this whole fiasco, whatever, whatever, ex-boyfriend for a reason, very clearly. But one thing I would say, controversial, controversial, I know, don't move in with your boyfriend. You're so young. And it works out for a lot of people. But like two out of 10, it doesn't. It doesn't work. And you think you're compatible with that person until you have to live with them every single day. And you're like, oh, my gosh, you leave the toilet seat up. Oh, my gosh, I've never had pads in my trash can. Like, or, oh, my gosh, like this and that. Like, it's literally the smallest things that piss you off. And you're like, 
oh, I wish I had my own place. You know what I'm saying? So if you're ready, like go ahead and do it. And if your parents aren't fighting you on it, then go ahead and do it. But from experience, I wouldn't. It literally changed the whole dynamic of my relationship. I felt like I was married to someone I didn't want to be married to at 19. It was terrible. Like, it was fun when I, we lived with his family because we had no responsibilities. It wasn't until we had bills in our own place where life really hit us like a truck. Me, especially. Because I was like, um, hold on. I did not sign up for this shit. You want a meal on the table? A meal. Go fucking whip something up in that kitchen. There's ramen noodles. Go find something to eat. Like, dead ass. He was getting on my ass because I wouldn't fucking make something to eat when you got home from work. I'm sorry. I worked an eight-hour shift, too. You know what I mean? So it's like shit like that is like it's not going to fly here, babes. It's not going to fly. I don't have to cook for anyone unless I'm married or if I want to. Like, not because you demand a fucking meal. Who are you? Gordon Ramsay? No. You know what I mean? So my advice is, is try to do it by yourself if you can. That's like my biggest advice. I don't think it's the smartest thing in the world to move in with a boyfriend. Is it appealing? Of course it is. Like, you're going to have somebody laying next to you every day. That's fun. You know, if you consider your boyfriend your best friend, whatever, that's fun. Either way, he's your fucking boyfriend. So it's fun. It's really fun, especially when you're moving from a home where your parents probably said, no, you can't spend the night. And then moving to a whole apartment with them, it's obviously going to be super appealing. You're like, oh my gosh, like we're going to play husband and wife. Let's play house. It's not like the Barbie and Ken doll house like you play when you're a child. Like dead ass lights hit you in the fucking face. Don't do it if you don't have to. That's all I'm going to say. Don't do it if you don't have to. Um, my tips that I will give this like realistic tips, whether you decide to live with him or not. Well, first of all, I'm sure you already know this, but you have to save up for a down payment. You're probably going to end up paying twice in that month. So every month you pay on the first of rent. A lot of apartments offer grace periods of like three days. So you'll pay on the first of rent three to four days. You pay on the first of rent every month. So, for example, if you move in on July 27th and you pay for that first month of rent, you better expect to pay for July 1st. You know what I'm saying? I mean, August 1st. Like, they're going to make you pay twice. You're paying, like, for you living there that first time. And then you're also paying for the previous month that you were only there for two weeks. So, that was my mistake that I made. Um, we obviously fixed it because I'm still living in the same place. But... That was a mistake me and my roommate made because that was my first time. Because the last apartment I had, I moved in on the first. So I didn't know. First of all, I didn't even know there was a grace period. I didn't even know that you had to pay twice. So we fucked up there. So it was all this other shit. And then I also just learned, my mom told me that you can ask for your security deposit back if you have no damages in your house or apartment, which I had no idea about. So if you put down like a 150 to 250, you can ask for it back child best believe i'm gonna ask for my shit back when this lease over because what the fuck especially don't get me started another thing let me tell you this find a place that offers utilities electricity water all that other shit pest control whatever other add-ons you have within your rent so you all you're paying all of that within a lump sum granted i'm so happy i have the experience and i'm not like blindsided when i eventually like move on to other endeavors but it sucks. Like my electricity is so expensive. And we started off paying like 80, 90, 100, 150 max. Bitch, when I tell you I just got that bill for $400, be smart. And also read how many cents you're paying per watt or whatever the fuck they do. Cause they will hoe you like dead ass a two bedroom apartment. 
and one light on come on like I literally have a lamp on give me a fucking break like I don't know what the fuck it is and I told maintenance to come over wow I just made this about me so quick but this is literally my advice I'm telling you like the shit that happens but I asked maintenance I sent in a maintenance request to like check the wattage of all the things in my apartment so is my stove using a lot of um power or refrigerators because refrigerators are on 24 7 and if your refrigerator is outdated your electricity is working 10 times harder so depending on how much you pay per watt my um electricity provider they do this thing where if like you use between a, a thousand to two thousand kilowatts you get a hundred dollars off your bill and i actually just switched my plan so i'm praying it works because i'm so scared because obviously they tell you what you want to hear and he give us a discount because it's like four hundred dollars do you not understand what the fuck is going on? Like we moved into here last year around this time in the summer and our bill was never that high. I'm not over it yet. I'm still not over it. But you know what? Everything will fall into place. So I'm not worried. I'm not. I'm not going to worry about shit. Trial and error. So expect to literally be blindsided every fucking month. The electricity might be just $200 higher, just a little $200 higher the next month. And you did the exact same thing you've been doing for the past two months. So be prepared. But if you can, get all your utilities wrapped in one package. So make sure that apartment comes with rent, electricity, water. You don't have to go outside for any other providers, electricity especially. Because most more than likely, like, your electricity will be a little controlled if, like, the building's using, like, I don't know if this is a thing, but I heard it was. Like, centralized electricity, it might be a little stable. But if you're using your own and get your own provider, you're fucked. Low-key, you are. And turn off as many lights as you can. Speaking of lights, is the kitchen light off? Okay. See, that's the shit I'm talking about. Like, you have to check everything. Everything. But yeah, everything will be fine. It's fun. Um, it's really fun having your own apartment, having your own space, being able to decorate. All that stuff is super fun. Like, having your own set of keys. Like, what? You mean this is my house and my doorknob? <laughs> I have a key to the gym? The pool? Like, bye. I pay for this shit. That's cute. So anyway, hopefully everything goes well. If you do move in with your boyfriend, good luck. If you don't, have fun. And with that being said, we're going to move on to the last segment, What Caught My Eye. All right, you guys, it's time for What Caught My Eye this week. This is the hot topic of the week and how we finish off our episode. This week, we're going to talk about rounds of applause. Just kidding. I meant to say drum roll. (laughs) You can't hear it, but somebody's drum rolling in the background. Love bombing. We're going to talk about the big LB, love bombing, and how you know you're being love bombed. So let's get straight into it, okay? I've obviously heard this concept before, and I had an idea of what it was, but I never really looked into it because I'm in this whole phase where I like want to look into stuff, and obviously my homework is like finding things for us to learn together, like as a group of sweeties, like we have to learn. Um, I was like, okay, so let's tap in. Let's actually figure out what the fuck this means. And also being 20 years old, I feel like this is such an important topic because we're always so wrapped in infatuation and the things being done for us in relationships that we don't actually realize like when we're being manipulated. And it's such a fine line that we don't even know, like we're crossing or that the other person might not even know that they're crossing. And a lot of times people aren't like being like, oh, I'm going to love bomb this person when I meet them. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like this whole thing where it's purposeful or anything like that. But it's also 
a big red flag, you know, not that it can't be fixed either. So if you find a lot of these are like, oh, shit, don't worry. These can be fixed. But you guys have to talk like you guys have to talk about it. You know what I mean? So what is love bombing? Love bombing is a pattern of intense and overblown interest and attention from one partner in order to manipulate the other. And I'm going to go into what that means. So I read this article. I think it was um, from self.com, which is like a magazine um, publishing company or whatever. And one of the people said a Baltimore based or the author said she said a, a Baltimore based integrative trauma therapist said think of star-crossed lovers and speedy courtship in a slew of dramas and rom-coms as well as the romanticization of relentlessly pursuing someone or employing extravagant gestures or gifts in order to win them over in classic movies like the notebook or 10 things i hate about you so i read the article that was written by lauren kraus hopefully i'm pronouncing right like i said in self magazine so you wouldn't have to and i'm basically going to be breaking down the six ways to identify if you're being love bombed so number one, we're just going to jump right into the whole idea of it. Number one, they're really intense communicators. So it's obviously normal to communicate in a relationship. Like that's what we all hope for. We love to see it. Please tell me where I'm fucking up and I'll tell you where you're fucking up. Let's talk, right? Um, in this way, they're communicating in your relationship and it's coming off very aggressive and kind of can come off obsessive. So if they're calling you at the worst times or making you feel guilty about wanting to do something, that's obviously not a good sign. And it's annoying as fuck. Like, okay, babe, I love you. And it's cute. Like for a cartoon character or star-crossed lovers, like the Baltimore therapist said in a movie, but this is real life. You know what I mean? Like a girl has shit to do. So in that case, like intense communication, granted, if something, if you're obviously doing something, you know, could offend your partner well, duh, you know, let's not call it love bombing. Let's call it like miscommunication. But if there's an intense communication where he's like having all these like, oh, I don't want you to do this. I don't want you to do that. Oh, what are you doing? Who are you calling? What are you doing? Like, that's not good. That's like really intensely communicating and kind of like projecting maybe past trauma that he went through in a, pro a previous relationship. But all in all, not a good sign. I'm not going to call it a major red flag, but I'm going to say, it's about a yellow flag, you know, because a lot of guys, they're territorial and they can be possessive. Not to say that's a good thing, but we know this. It's a yellow flag only because I feel like a lot of guys are like this and it can definitely be fixed. So have that conversation. Tell them what your boundaries are and what you agree with or don't agree with. And also make sure you're checking yourself and you're not out here doing shit and making yourself look crazy and making him look crazy to your friends. Because girls, I know y'all fucking do that. Okay. Number two, excessive gifts and compliments. So this is cute and all, but there is a very clear line where it becomes mad, weird, and obsessive. Like, okay, you bought me a $4,000 ring within two weeks for what? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you have bread like that, that's cute. But like, if that's your last penny, like, you know, chill out. You know, I can settle for some box of chocolates or chicken minis from Chick-fil-A. We don't have to go all out so soon. Three years in, two years in, by all means. And hell yeah, I would love a $4,000 K ring. You know, a girl would love a nice jewelry and ring. Note that. <clears throat> We're past that two-week phase. Um, it's cute. And, like, we obviously like it. But it's almost like a way to trap you and make you feel like you need that person for validation or even need them to sustain your living. So, like... 
if the excessive gifts and compliments are like too crazy where it's like, oh, I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to buy you a brand new car or I'm going to like, let's say they meet you and your car's fucked up and they're like, I'm, I'll fix it for you. Like that can so easily be used against you. Like very easily. Like where people are like, oh, like remember when I did that or blah, blah, blah. Like in the beginning, like that's not cool. You know, like the tit for tat. And that's what they mean by trap you and make you feel like you need them for validation or to sustain your living. Like if they were gone in a second, because of all the things they've done for you or all the compliments they gave you, it's almost like you need them in order to feel good or in order to feel like, oh, you can do this or do that. Like that, we don't want that, especially in a relationship. We want individualism and to feel, is that the right context? I think it's called autonomy. I think that's the correct way of saying it, like a sense of self. And it's not a healthy love style at all and can be a really dangerous game to play. Number three, they place you on a pedestal and then are an asshole to you in a matter of seconds. Last time I checked, we had periods and y'all didn't. So, you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> you're crossing a line here because you're giving me an attitude, but you just called me your queen about two minutes ago. And now because I didn't call you a king back because I wasn't thinking about it, now I'm a bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's shit like that. It just be like things. It's just so far off. You know what I mean? There's also this rush to be committed. So they place you on this high totem pole within days to weeks of meeting you. And then when you finally get to know that person or your first argument comes up, all of a sudden you're not that girl. Like, I'm sorry, I'm the same bitch I was when you first met me and the same bitch right now. So stop pretending like I wasn't that girl when you met me because I've been that, okay? Slay. Red flag. Period. Red flag. Red flag, girly. And you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Like I said, who has the periods? We do, not them. These little mood swings or whatever, cut it out. Straight up. You wanna act like a little boy? I'm gonna act like your fucking mom. You're my fucking son at this point. Literally, guys, we just be babysitting. Like, come on. We don't wanna babysit anybody. Act like a grown fucking man and stop pretending like I'm some little girl. Like, the whole, like, it's so crazy. Like, you think because you have balls that you can just talk to me any type of way? And I have a fat ass and titties. Get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? We clearly have the upper hand. Dummy. <laughs> what are you shaking your head for? No. Yes. Guys, you know it. That's why he said no. He knows. Okay. We literally birthed y'all. Like, stop playing. Like, you literally sucked on your mom's tit. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll give you credit. It's not like, it's not like we don't need men. I don't want it to be like a man hating thing. Although we are kind of men but also this goes both ways. So a man can love bomb a woman and a woman can love bomb a man. So I'm just speaking from a woman's perspective because that's what I identify as. I'm a woman. Anyway, so I know what you might be thinking. Well, how in the fuck do I decipher what's fact or fiction? The goal is to not self-sabotage and assume everything is like ill intent, like for ill intent, but to stay aware at all times and look for those minor red flags and take notes of them. You know what I mean? So it's hard, I feel like. Love bombing is really hard because it's like, damn, like, he gave me a gift. Or, damn, like, he said I'm beautiful. Okay, he was mad. Like, so what? He's being this and that. Like, if I'm so grown enough to control my emotions, I feel like you should be able to do the same. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we should all be able to, like, act like adults and do the same. And if you're not an adult yet, like, you're definitely grown enough to understand this podcast. So, you know what I mean. 
you're going to my eyes if you're listening to this at least but yeah so just take those little mental notes and eventually like when you get to a point where you put those together and you're like okay let me move this over here let me move that over here no pro con pro con you're gonna be able to identify what's fact or fiction all my sweethearts are smart so you know what I'm talking about let's move into point four needy and don't respect boundaries this is a huge one I think boundaries is something that's super important in a relationship because everybody has their limits and I feel like nobody's limits should be pushed nobody's limits should be pushed to the breaking point at all these two things are probably the worst duo that you can find in a partner because you want to be around the person you're with 24 7 but no sense of self is a huge red flag like you have to be your own person you have to be an individual You know what I mean? So being needy like all the time as if like, oh, you need to be here right now or you need to do this with me right now. Like as if you can't do that over here and I can't do that over there and we come back together. That's not healthy. Maybe for some people, like if you're Amish or something and that's your heritage and religion. But as an American woman, I I don't subscribe to it. Okay, I don't. Um. It's like they no longer have desires, hobbies, or want to do anything outside of just you. And like I said, everything is so cute at first, but at the end of the day, shit gets old and it no longer gets interesting if like the person feels like you're their entire world and nothing else matters to them. You know what I mean? So make sure like you are setting that that time aside for yourself, whether it's just literally, even if they're in the same room or in the same house as you, like being able to do something for yourself. Like for example, me doing this podcast, when I read a book, if I watch a TV show different from my man or when he, you know what I'm saying? Like things like that is how you make sure that you guys both have your sense of self. I'm not saying you have to be like away from each other on days or weeks on end, but like make sure you're taking that time for yourself. Now setting boundaries, setting boundaries are so important and a lot of the times or not a lot of the times but sometimes they're not abided by I think this is something so important for our relationships because everyone like I said has a breaking point do's and don'ts and what they want so becoming territorial over your time and how you spend it can be a disaster it can be quite shitty so it's important to set those boundaries in the beginning because if they're not set it looks like you're trying to find ways to be away from them and distance yourself when all you need is a little space I've been through this before and it's like it's not even about like it's not about like you wanting to be away with be away from them because at the end of the day like if you're gone for two minutes I want you back you know what I'm saying like I never not want you here it's just like I feel like everyone needs to be able to take a breather like we're all not perfect we all need our time and granted I might piss my boyfriend off and he might piss me off He might want some time away from me. I might want some time away from him. That doesn't mean I don't want to be with that person and vice versa. It just means that we need some time to ourselves, which is totally normal. Like I said, we all have a breaking point and make sure you're staying aware of yours. Number five, the intensity. So if a love is super intense at the very start and it's giving the star-crossed lover and match made in heaven, which is super cute, (laughs) we love that, and goals, but it's not realistic because at the end of the day, Love can be lost at any point. It's it's that unconditional love, which is a great, it's a super big debate. Um, but the unconditional love is what keeps you going. Like you still love the person. And when I'm saying like, oh, love can be lost, like I'm talking about like marriages when shit actually starts getting like difficult, you know? But the intensity, like starting off like super heavy isn't healthy. Like it's not. And granted, I romanticize the fuck out of that shit. Like I read Wattpad books and... 
but you know what's so crazy about me is that I used to love those type of stories. I don't like them anymore. I like like the slow burn. Like he, the guy actually has to like get to know the girl and the girl actually has to start getting to know the guy. Like I love a good slow burn. But at first, I love the fantasy of like, oh my gosh, it's so intense. Like they're match made in heaven and they love each other right off the bat. Like it's not always going to happen like that. And that's totally fine. You know what I mean? So anyway, the article said that the initial phase can have you latch on to an idealized version of that person that may not be truly authentic. So what that basically means is, is that the person in the beginning can present themselves as this super charming person or she's super caring and kind and like cooks for you and cleans for you and then when you're actually set in that relationship it's gone and it's like wait but who are you because like when we first met you were the complete opposite of who you are right now so the intensity is a really dangerous like it's a sticky road and a lot a lot of things can be like super intense at first like in general I feel like love is intense we know that but like a super intensity and super coming off super strong on both parties that's not good you know what I mean? So make sure you're paying attention to the intensity of how you start off. I definitely think it's important to get to know people um, because if you get to know them, you might figure out that's not someone that you might want to be with. Or you might be like, oh my gosh, like we're even more of a match than I thought. And we didn't have to like jump the gun within 24 hours. You know what I mean? So that is probably like one of the biggest ones. Check how intense it started off. And then number six, the last one, you're on the fast track. So this relationship isn't slowing down anytime soon. We're talking about marriage, kids, apartments. There's no time. Like, I just met you like two minutes ago and you're saying that I'm going to have your babies. Like, let me tell you this. That is probably like the craziest thing I've ever heard. Like, when you were on Tinder and shit, have girls ever said that? Like, oh, I'm going to have your kids. Like, have you ever had a girl say that to you? No? Girls are actually like that, like crazy. And I've actually, like, I've definitely met guys who were like, you're going to have my baby. You're going to be my baby mama. What if I don't want to have your kids? Like, have you asked me? You're definitely making, like, decisions and not telling me about them. How are you going to tell me I'm going to have your babies? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Okay. You can carry them. Let's do that. You know what I mean? So this the fast track, huh? Shut up. But the fast track is definitely not the best track slow and steady does win the race take the time to get to know your partner it helps it really helps you should get to know your partner if you're not in this point in your life where you're like having an arranged marriage and things like that um if you're not in this point in your life if you if you're not around that type of culture then you should be able to get to know your partner and it's a luxury so do it you know and take as much time as you need if you want to do it within a week do it if you honestly feel like you should then do it but make sure you're checking all these, like, checking all these off the boxes. What the fuck? How do people say it? You're checking these boxes off. Make sure you're looking and checking these boxes off. Or not. You don't want to check these boxes off. You don't want it to happen. So this is how you know if you're getting love bombed. I thought it was a really interesting article. The link to it is www.self.com slash story slash love dash bombing dash signs. I was going to say at. I'm so used to, like adding myself is that so selfish that's crazy um but without further ado we're gonna go ahead and wrap up the episode this is the most bittersweet moment of the episode it's time to go but of course i have other episodes for you guys to listen to duh 
Go listen to my past 11 episodes if you haven't already. Where can you guys find me? Well, of course, I'll tell you on Instagram at iCandyPodcast. If you want to email me with any questions, crazy stories, or feedback, or DM me because I get a lot more DMs and emails, you can do so at iCandyPodcast at gmail.com. My personal Instagram is at xlondon. Before we get out of here, I just want to say that I received a really like nice DM of somebody saying that I inspired them to like start their podcast and asking me for advice and like how they do this without feeling embarrassed or how they stop comparing themselves. And honestly, up until this point, like I always still do it. I always compare myself, but whatever you want to do, everyone is different. So what you're doing could be super original because you're you. You're the only one doing it how you're doing it. No one else can mimic you at all. You, someone can try to copy you and you can try to copy somebody else. You can't be that person. So just be yourself, be original. And if it's something you really want to do and you're being your whole entire self, people are going to love you for it. So, um, I really, I love the person who sent me that DM and it was really sweet. I saw, I saw it like a week later, which I feel bad about, but, um, she responded and saying, thank you so much. And super sweet. She wanted to start a podcast. So hopefully you, if I knew the app, where's my phone it's already plugged in but it was like c s'mores or something i'll definitely plug her next time or wherever i'll plug her if you guys want to listen and go check her out she just started but with that being said i love you guys i loved this episode and i hope you guys love this new format this is the eye candy podcast i'm your host Lynn LA, and i'll see you girls next week bye